1: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic.
0: Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 257, where this week we have part two of watching Molly building an entire traffic system from scratch, which is really cool, by the way. So this is great for somebody who maybe has had some issues with some of their campaigns recently and says, yeah, you know, the best thing for me to do is just to kind of Start from scratch, or maybe this is for a time you're listening to Perpetual Traffic and you're like, that's a good episode for me to listen to because I've never actually run ads on Facebook before. So it's really, it's good for both types of people today. So in part two here, we are going to get into the rest of the steps. 256 was all about step number one, which is how she constructed this campaign from scratch using a lot of different objectives, a lot of different types of campaigns to kind of warm things up. And I think like we had mentioned on that show, we weren't necessarily marketing the end result of what we wanted them to do, the action that we wanted them to take, which is to purchase a course for this ambassador program that Molly is promoting right now on Facebook. We really focused on the front end, the thing that they want, not the thing they need necessarily to get a really high performing Facebook ad. And so she uses this as an example in which to uh, build a campaign out from scratch. So I think it's a great one for uh, for newbies to to listen in on, as well as veterans, because I think we can always learn a few things from Molly Pittman, for sure. So without further ado, everybody, here is part two of Molly building an entire traffic system from scratch.
1: So... I can go into part two if you guys are ready.
0: <laughs> I, just want to, I just want to reiterate to people like these: all these funnels are doing one thing very similarly, just in a different way, which is exactly. putting high value content in front of them first for the thing that they want, mm-hmm. not necessarily thing that they need. They don't know, like in that last campaign for the ambassador program, they have no idea that the ambassador program is the thing that drives the thing they want. And if you go back up to the top of the headline, the thing they want Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a number one Facebook ad formula. I am not searching for how to do an ambassador program.
1: Just to reflect what you just said, this Mm -hmm. promotion I think is five emails long to our email list only one of those emails even directly speaks to the program because you're exactly right. Like there is a small subset of our audience that is that advanced and nerds out enough. That's like, yes. Mostly like Ezra's blue ribbon folks, right? Like this came because they wanted that. That They're super advanced. They see the value in this. Right. Most other people don't. So. But they're
0: not out there looking for it because they don't know it actually exists. Look, it's
1: yeah. the chocolate-covered carrot. You know I mean? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly what it is. You have to lead them there.
0: Absolutely. You got to. You got you to gotta cover the carrot with chocolate all day. That really <laughs> actually sounds good. Go back to episode 242 where Molly sort of explains this a little bit more in detail. Like, how an ambassador program was able to really scale. Now the scale was a little bit different back then. It was pre COVID-19. But the point is, is like, that is the big thing. Like they were able to scale by using this user generated content from ambassadors that drove really high performing Facebook ads. So when you're targeting your market, don't think about the product. Like nobody really cares about your product. They want the end result which is the thing that you lead with. You always have to lead with the thing that they want, not the thing they necessarily need. And if you only target the people that need or are looking for an ambassador program, your scale is going to be tiny. It's going to be like, you know, people like me and other blue ribboners with Ezra. (laughs) Exhaust that market like, you know, half a day.
1: Yeah. And and Ralph, that's so important because this is one of the biggest mistakes I see with my students. Like we think our products are amazing and they probably are, but it doesn't mean that everybody else feels the same. So, you know, it's what Ryan always (laughs) says that I think came from Dan Kennedy. Enter the conversation that's already going on in their mind. The conversation Mm -hmm. is not, I want to build this thing. The conversation is, I want ad results like Ezra. <laughs> and then if we tell them that this is what's going to get them there and we're genuine and we care because we do, they're going to it's going to build the need for this.
0: And you could have done this as a free video series We too. could have. You we could have.
1: we were going to, but like I said, we wanted to test a pre-sale article and so why not test it here? If this would have flopped, we would have very quickly pivoted to a free video series, but it hasn't. And what it just right. to put it into perspective for you guys if we would have said, hey, check out this ambassador program, we probably would have gotten five to 10% of the traffic that this page, you know, it's not just selling the product. It's also like, great. Now there are thousands of more people in our ecosystem that even though they might not want the ambassador program right now, you know, they might be interested in something else that we have going on your
0: trojan horsing which uh, I don't even know if that's a verb but we say it all the time inside tier yeah. 11 your trojan horsing the offer inside the front end <laughs> content for example we have a customer that sells a look like the no makeup makeup look or how to wake up looking fresh and pretty which you know yes. i do every that's day I mean, I don't i don't really <laughs> need that but anyway but oh by the way you need this basket of four products which i'm going to show you how to use them and they're super easy and now at the end go get them. It's the same thing here. It's like, Hey, I want a number one Facebook ad formula. I want to run ads like Ezra Firestone. Oh man, I didn't realize I needed an ambassador program, but if that's what he's doing and obviously look at those results, holy crap, that's what I now need. Yep. And that's what they're going to buy. Yep. So makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Was your Black Friday cyber money not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table. Well, it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year, because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it On us. We are giving away 10 free audits, which goes through all of your ad platforms, all the platforms that you're spending money on right now, or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on, but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow. We'll also look at everything after the click for your CRO, your conversion architecture, as we call it. We'll even analyze your email sequences. And most importantly, we'll look at your data how you're actually capturing visitors information and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. And we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating, and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form and let's make 2024 the best year ever.
1: So I'm excited that this works. I'll keep you guys updated. Mm. And as I said, over the next coming months, I mean, my goal is to pump one of these out a month. Imagine if we can, they're not all going to work as well. That's another mistake you guys are making. You're like, this is my acquisition funnel that works the best. So mm-hmm. I'm only going to use this one. And it's like, cool, it works the best, but you just missed out on like 95% of your business from <laughs> the stuff that doesn't work the best. So change that mindset, guys. Like there will be, as I said, presa articles that don't work as well, but it doesn't mean that they aren't as valuable. Like there's probably going to be one about Google Analytics and how we found this issue with our Google Analytics, changed it, and it affected our business, and it will promote a tracking blueprint. That won't be as sexy as this one, but it's capturing a different part of the market that this one might not attract. And the part of the market that people still need, I think we talk about, we talk about that all the time at Digital Marketer where, you know, SEO or data optimization or, you know, not very sexy yes. topics, especially when compared to You know, Facebook ads or email marketing, even, which are some of the like higher selling, but that doesn't mean they're not important to your business. So they're still really, I mean, it's still really relevant. Yeah. So, so well said. So that's those two funnel types, guys the video series, the pre-sell. And we'll get into others here in a minute, but let me tell you all what's coming up next, just for time's sake. Mm -hmm. So now on the board, officially we have, you know, five active acquisition funnels, right? Or six, five or six. We've got, you know, three more on the docket from these new pre-sale articles coming. That's exciting, but we've got a few more that we're going to launch in the meantime. So the next thing that's happening next week is my book, which is exciting because this is a very different front end offer than a free video series or a pre-sale article right? Like this is something low dollar. It's going to be 15 to 17 bucks. I can't remember exactly what we priced it at. We're going to be able to lead with, hey, get this free balance being course. That's going to be part of the hook too that I discussed earlier. So this will be really exciting because I remember when Ryan came out with his book like five or so years ago, that was a really, really fun offer to add to the traffic system because books just the books we are so familiar with books that there is this trust factor there that you don't have with a pdf or a lead magnet you know even though a book a book is essentially a tripwire it can still be very effective to cold traffic especially if you're able to explain how that book will will transform this person People love books. People love I think books. Ryan did it. Ryan's yeah. TNC talk last year. He, I think, used an example of some of our social media campaigns that have done really well. And the ones that always do the best are lists of books. <laughs> <Yeah>. No
0: kidding. <laughs>
1: Marketers <Sure>. love books. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm excited to add that to this traffic system too. It'll be a cold traffic campaign. Mm-hmm. It'll also be a great retargeting campaign for people that engage with us. And it's very different. Obviously, we can't. Pump a book out every month. So let's pause on (laughs) that one. But maybe next year you'll see another book from me. Maybe next year you'll see a book from Ezra. Like, who knows? But that is a new funnel that will be added into this mix. We also have a few other video series coming too. So, not just more production on the pre sell funnel also on the video series. So we've got a boom is really great at doing giveaways that generate a ton of leads, but are also make money. (laughs) (laughs) ROI positive, which is really hard. Usually a contest generates a bunch of leads, but People aren't qualified. So they do a really good job of being able to build their list while also selling stuff through this giveaway. There's not a lot of content out there in the market about this. So we're going to do a free video series about that. And we've got two other free video series that are coming out too that are on different topics. So more scale coming that way. But also what we're going to do, because as you guys will notice, now we've got free video series top of funnel. We have traffic going directly to blog posts. We have traffic going to pre-sale articles. We're going to have a book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What we are missing that John and I know works so well when we were at DM, and Amanda, I'm sure you can attest to this, are your more traditional lead magnet that is delivered in a PDF, but that's positioned as... Facebook ad templates or 101 blog post ideas. Like when things got really fun at DM and we went from like infant to teenager in like a year or two, there were a lot of, a lot that was going on behind that, of course, like lots of variables at play. But the biggest one was our ability to have these really awesome lead magnets that people wanted, but were also different enough that they would attract different parts of the market. Facebook, blogging, email, everything we're talking about here. So I don't want to shy away from that and I want to do that. So something we've tested in the past is we call them ad reports and they're basically huge swipe files of a market. So my cousin Zach that I told you guys about We will pick a market, let's say it's cosmetics, and we'll give him a list of like 50 to 75 brands in that market. And he goes and screenshots and records video of every ad that they're running. It goes into this huge report and then I write an analysis of the industry as a whole and then of the specific companies. It's something that's a part of our team traffic, uh, traffic teamtraffic.com. It's a monthly mastermind for more advanced media buyers. It's part of their deliverable every month, but it's also something that media buyers love. They love swipe files. Like, I'm always open for a good swipe file. So what we've done in the past that we're about to do again is turn that into a lead gen. But again, this is going to be different. It's still going to an opt-in page, but this is for a PDF. So it's not a video, it's not a pre-sale article. And then on that thank you page, and over the next week, we'll offer 50% off of team traffic, which is our, like I said, is, is a continuity program. It's $397 a month. So we don't do a ton with it to cold traffic, but this is a funnel that I think can be great to generate cold leads and to at least start raising some awareness around team traffic. So if that works, and I think that it will, you'll also see us going down the rabbit hole of, you know, more just PDF style lead magnets like that. So that's coming. And then one more thing, we're launching a podcast at Smart Marketer, which is exciting. Ralph, you got a new show. We're, we're like, we're showing out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> showing out.
1: Showing out. And so this is really fun because This will give us more top of funnel content to run ads to. You know, I mean, you guys know that, but it's just gives us more assets, just like our blog posts to run top of funnel. And especially the initial launch, we're going to do a contest where the winner gets uh, a marketing makeover with Ezra and John and myself, because we're all going to kind of co host this show. And so, what we're going to do is people opt in to win this five-part consulting package with us that we're actually going to record and then publish as episodes so people can see that person's progress over time. But mm. anyways, I'm go- that should be a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> that's that's coming too. So this you, is like- You
0: will be on here every month. I know. <laughs> I'm just
1: writing down we, all this We've mapped out <laughs> the next three or four months now, I no. think. I think we're, <laughs> we're anyways, ready. Y'all, that's the cold traffic plan. And then on the back end, Right now, we aren't doing a ton on the back end because our audience sizes are still pretty small. So right now, what we have is pretty simple. We're retargeting people that are hitting that ambassador pre-sale article. We launched that yesterday, but... Uh, didn't convert or at least getting a few clicks from that we also have retargeting a blue ribbon because that's a pretty lucrative activity for someone to sign up for our membership so anybody that hits blue ribbons page but doesn't buy we're retargeting them otherwise y'all we're not doing any retargeting in terms of products like a lot of these offers that i'm talking about that we're taking to cold traffic we're also targeting warm traffic uh, because they're great for re-engagement also but the next big project for Danielle that doesn't have to do with cold traffic, especially since we're on Shopify, is getting dynamic product ads set up. So mm. that will be up in the next few weeks. And then we're going to be able to really dive into like what our retargeting that part of the traffic system looks like and have DPAs, but maybe also set up as the the site volume grows, some more specific campaigns like Boom has, you know, people that uh, like one of the first ones we'll set up is you added a cart, but didn't buy, you know, here's a 10% off coupon code. I mean, that works for Boom, who has much smaller margins than we do. So why not try it? So, you know, cold traffic is the biggest focus right now, because scale is a big focus. And because this is new, and we're getting it all set up again but you know i'm kind of glad for this opportunity to start from scratch because we're able to be very intentional about this and yeah in the next few weeks we will plug the holes more on the bottom of the funnel but i will say you know you've got to think of your traffic system not just as what's going on with facebook you know hopefully you're using other traffic channels too like google and youtube like we are and right now since we're you know more in the starting stage with this particular project, not the business, but, but building this traffic system, most of Google and YouTube spin for us right now is retargeting. So those platforms are doing a lot of the heavy lifting for us right now on that side where Facebook's doing most of the uh, cold traffic heavy lifting. But I'm also, uh, we're working with Tom Breeze right now to take a lot of these offers that have worked to cold traffic. Okay, now how do we reposition them and reposition the creative to work on YouTube to cold traffic or on Google to cold traffic? So that's another way to scale your traffic system in a big way is to start, of (laughs) course, to think about other platforms. So yeah, y'all, that's the plan. We'll, We'll see what happens. But I think this shows you how... Something like this is definitely a puzzle that's built over time. One day, this traffic system doesn't just appear. (laughs) And I hope that... How deep we went into like the offer side of things, especially for an info business like this, the different lead magnets we have, the different types of lead magnets that we have, those are what are going to help help us scale. Whereas, you know, with something like Boom, we can rely a little bit more on one offer because it's a physical product and the market's so much larger. But for a project especially like this, this is definitely the way forward. So hopefully in a few months we've got nine to 12, heck, we might even have 15 cold traffic campaigns rocking and rolling. Danielle will be an overachiever. The back end will be all smoothed out and we will be, you know, hopefully spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in this account, which once you have the system built can actually be pretty easy to obtain.
0: Yeah. And it's a phased build out here. Remember, we're mm-hmm. starting from scratch.
1: Yeah. I mean, this will spend... What we have right now, none of the new stuff that I told you guys about, just right now, we'll spend about $50,000 in this account this month. And that is being very conservative, especially because of COVID. We're making sure that, you know, we can keep our, like, we're being more conservative here than we normally would be. And we don't have as many offers to play with as we will, you know, over the coming (laughs) months. So this will easily get to 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, as long as the business scales with traffic spin, which I think with these funnels and the diversity of them, we should be able to do that.
0: And I think it's important for people to understand that this, like you're a professional doing this. If you're just starting this, you don't need to say, oh my God, Molly Pittman's building out 15 funnels. That's what I need to do. You know, just get one or two to start is is fine. One is good. With the downside risk of what you're doing right here is what we see sometimes with some of our e-commerce customers saying, oh, well, I've got one offer that's doing really, really well. I'm not gonna scale that. I'm gonna release all these other products that I've never actually sold to cold traffic before, and that's how I'm gonna scale. Mm-hmm. I would submit that's the incorrect approach because yeah, you
1: got to be in both camps. Yeah.
0: You mm-hmm. got to think about, man, how can I scale this one to the moon yeah. as much as I possibly can scale that out lateral scaling or horizontal scaling yeah. is how you call it. For us, it's like more interest targeting. It's using the ad right. grid, trying to get you know more hooks, copy, creative that's different yeah. to max out that market. Yeah, In a lot of cases in that market, this is actually a customer that sells supplements. So they have figured out like two or three markets that they can scale to multiple six figures, but they're saying, oh, we need to release all these seven or eight other products that... We really haven't gotten proven. We just want to have more. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong way to approach it. Yeah, sure. Introduce those other ones. But your main priority should be 80-20 here. Yeah. Is going after maxing out the markets as much as you possibly can. And of course, thinking about ways to cross-sell and obviously yeah. sell, do all the other sorts of things. So there and is a downside risk to getting a little bit too broad too fast because you sort of take your eye off the ball and it creates a hell of a lot of work.
1: Yeah. And what allows you to stay focused, I think, is how different these offers are. You know, So I'm looking in this account mm-hmm. and the email video series and the smart project management video series have been running a lot longer than the seven-day Facebook class, but they just don't convert as well as the Facebook class. So the Facebook class, even though we launched that like last week or 10 days ago, we're already at double almost triple the budget for mm-hmm. that offer than the others and you know right. that's danielle and i it's working really well because i'm like hey you focus on what is already active in the account right now yeah. it's not a ton but it will turn into a lot and doing more with like we said what what we've got you know when we launched those first two video series when she launched those first two video series in this account that were already running in the last one she completely overhauled the campaign. New targeting, Mm -hmm. some new ads, you know, exactly what you're saying, Ralph. Like you can't Mm -hmm. take the eye off the ball of like tending to and scaling your active campaigns to launch new stuff. I think you've got to have a perfect balance of both really. So like she can stay in that world where I'm staying in like new creation, new offers, new ad creative, new copy, and I'm just handing her the assets to get launched, and she's tending the garden. You know, she's <laughs> tending the garden, and I'm like, "Hey, girl, let's build like a, a tomato patch over here." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're <laughs> now we're going for potatoes, and she's like, "Cool, keep <laughs> keep bringing it." So yeah, I think both you've got to pay equal attention to to both sides of things.
0: And it's hard because if you're a singular media buyer, maybe you're doing this for your business. It's just one person. It's hard for you to be the farmer and the field hand at the same time. You do have to have the farmer like, okay, here's our bigger picture here. But, you know, the field hand is saying, well, you know, the corn is coming up really good here. I think we should actually <laughs> expand, take that real estate that we we're going to plant asparagus. Molly Pittman, I'm turning you into a farmer now. I love it. <laughs> and I, we should plant more corn over there
1: because the yep. corn yield is fantastic. Like Exactly. And we'll be able to get into this other supermarket <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> That's right. because they need corn and the channel we're using only wants zucchini. I mean, it's the perfect example, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really is, and we just planted actually our tomato patch this weekend, so I'm a little bit on the plant <laughs> mood anyway. <laughs> well, so works
1: perfectly. But
0: yeah, try and think about both. It's a it's a hard balance to strike because I think you know a lot of I see this with a lot of our media buyers they're so focused on just the ad account, the ad account, the ad account. That's why we have a good strike, of a balance between directors and media buying, VPs, customer success, my input. Like, Let's think about the big picture. What's best for the business? What's best for the customer? The customer sometimes gets lost in the weeds too. Oh, I just need to launch more sales funnels. No, plant more corn. <laughs> like That's what you need to do. Forget about the asparagus and the zucchini, at least for right now. The point is is like it's a balance.
1: Yeah, if the corn isn't working, like only move forward, I mean there will be like you will have a bad crop. <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and stuff work. You're like
0: beating this farming analogy yeah, into the ground. Keep it. going. <gasps> but
1: if if you are having a good season and like you feel like corn is handled. Like you're mm-hmm. you know that's going to work out, then mm-hmm. it's time to move forward and test another offer or If that doesn't work, then you might need to test another offer.
0: (laughs) Right. Replace the corn with the asparagus. I
1: really only move on. It's like, okay, these are working. Danielle, you do more with them. Now let me go build something new because I know that's the name of the game in this type of business, right? And not even putting new products out. But I know that if we can be a company that is out there in so many different ways through different offers... I mean, that is really where scale is going to come into play here. So, you know, where boom is a little bit different in terms of their traffic system is more complex because their journey is more complex and because they have so much higher site traffic where most of their cold traffic is going to one pre-sale article. A little bit of it's going to DPAs, a little bit's going to content, but most is going to this one pre-sale article. And then, you know, the rest of their ads are these really, specific retargeting ads that are catching people at every step of the journey because they're able to do that. So just keep in mind, it is very different for everybody, but especially for an info business like this, those different front end offers are, are everything.
0: Absolutely. And you don't have to go out and buy new inventory or buy you know a whole lot of <laughs> seeds, I suppose.
1: <laughs> Easy to test. They're
0: digital seeds yeah. that you plant in the plant digital the fields. Right. Yeah.
1: I love it. And I think something else really important when you're trying to build a big picture system like this, of course, we're monitoring, you know, in Google dashboards that John built, each funnel individually. And we have different success metrics for each funnel. Usually they're backed up. We're able to back back to what's the appropriate cost per lead that we know will allow us to at least break break even on this campaign to acquire a customer. We are looking at that, but we really tried to look at the big picture. And I know this was how it was at DM when I left. It's like, from this traffic system this month, <laughs> did we at least break even or did we make more money? Mm-hmm. Like whatever those metrics are for you, like look at them individually if you want, but also understand like these campaigns are an assembly line that are handing people off to the next campaign mm-hmm. that make up this journey. And so not every campaign The success of every campaign can't be judged using the same Mm -hmm. metrics. It just doesn't work. Like we're not judging the success of our, you know, page post engagement campaign (laughs) that's getting content out there by a return on ad spend. You know, Mm -hmm. And we're not, uh, Boom isn't judging the success of their super deep retargeting funnels by cost per click. (laughs) That's (laughs) more return on ad spend. So whether you're looking at it individually or as a whole, I definitely recommend looking at it more as a whole, or you will hurt yourself from being able to scale because it's not, you're not looking at it in the way that it was built and the way that it actually works. Yeah, I think that as you start to get so granular on each funnel, sometimes it it can just kind of kill your ability to scale because, you know, that funnel might not be built to make you a million dollars this month. (laughs) It might be there to generate leads of people that are going to convert in the future. So. I just wanted to bring that up. That's a big question that I get. And when I have people in train my traffic person, like we start with this traffic system idea and I make sure that they set goals. Like number one, it's even figuring out what is the success metric? Where does this Mm -hmm. campaign fit in your journey? How should you even be judging the success (laughs) of it? Then it's like, okay, what's good or bad for you? what, what, you know, what, what looks good? What looks bad? When would you turn it off? When would you scale it? You know, able to set all those parameters.
0: Point well taken. Well, this has been uh, awesome. And I think it's totally relevant because I know Amanda, you guys reset what you were doing inside your Facebook ad account for digital marketer for very different reasons, just because there was a lot going on in the past, a lot of different people that were managing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. even if you have that type of situation where you're like, Oh, maybe I do need to reset. Maybe I do need to do ad account. We're thinking about that very differently now. Like we've actually, like I said earlier in the show that we started with a number of new customers, brand new ad accounts, which kind of sucks in a lot of ways because there's like this budget limitations and all these other sorts of things, but it's forced us to sort of rethink, is it better to restart and how can we actually do it? And I think Molly's outlined a really specific, great plan in which to you know, I hate to say lay the seeds um, or <laughs> lay the groundwork for what's turned into a really successful campaign. So it'd yeah. be cool to have you on again so we can figure out uh, how the crop is going. Well, I, we've covered a lot here. <laughs> And this has been tremendous, Molly. Thank you for sharing this today. And I think this is going to hit, you know, strike a chord with a lot of our listeners who have either had to reset their campaigns due to some sort of ad account infraction or maybe... You're know, you now listening to this show because you found us because you realized that, holy crap, we're in the middle of this crisis and I need more direct response advertising, which according to Facebook is the thing that's actually sustaining their earnings right now is direct response advertisers like Mm -hmm. the three people that are on this call right now. It's not the big brands. So I think this type of content, this type of advice is really relevant today, as well as how to build out anything that's new, whether you're a seasoned marketer or you're brand new to this game here. So this has been tremendous. So once again, make sure you check out Molly at uh, MollyPitman.com and her new book, forward slash book, com forward slash book. <laughs> I tried to
1: make it easy as possible. <laughs> <Book>. <laughs> That's a great URL. <laughs> I even screwed
0: that one up. com forward slash book. Just go there and Just get the there. book. This has been tremendous. Everything that we discussed here, there's a lot that uh, we'll put in the show notes here, including landing page URLs, some of the references to the podcasts that we've done before on this subject. Make sure you go over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Molly and Amanda, thank you both for bringing it today. This has been awesome. And everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, keep spending money on Facebook and Instagram for crying out loud and growing your business, even through this trying time. So until next week, we'll talk to you then. Bam. Bam.
1: You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast.